you're listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast with Elsa Mitchell. Come along with me as I explore all the remote corners of Australia, uncovering success stories from women killing it in business. I'll inspire you, teach you, and best of all, make you laugh by sharing their journey and mine so that we can grow together in life and in business. Mom, have you seen my pants? Right, get out of here with the podcast. Welcome to episode 25 of the Bossy Bitch podcast. You haven't heard a lot from me lately. I have had a really shit time (laughs) and don't go getting excited. This is not what this episode is about. I'm going to save that one for later date, probably in the next one or two episodes after this one. But for those of you who haven't followed my story, I recently lost my best friend and former business partner to breast cancer. And I'm not going to depress you today with that story, but I've had a shitty time. I've had a shitty, uh, it's pretty much been the worst six months of my life. Hence why I haven't been showing up um, and dishing out all my Elsa wisdom as much or as often as I would like to be. But I'm back in the game and I've got some exciting stuff happening and let me tell you, it feels really, really good to be (laughs) moving forward in life and how amazing is this? I have not had a mental breakdown. So pretty proud of myself that I've come out the other side of all this bullshit that's been going on in one piece. Didn't get committed to the nut house, didn't have a breakdown. And you know what? If that is you and you have been committed and you have had a breakdown, like no judgment whatsoever, I'm just really proud that I managed to not spiral that far. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I've been pretty nutty the last few months. <laughs> if I probably should have been committed. So on the back of that... <laughs> I am launching my Mentor Academy uh, next month, so that is really exciting. It's going to be a 12-month program similar to what I've been doing already in the last couple of years, but a little bit more high level. I'm going to be incorporating a mindset element to it. So if you're a business owner that would like to uh, kick up the bum, a friendly, nurturing, loving kick up the bum, and to join a group of amazing women in business, then find me, email me, hello at elsamitchell.com.au because that is opening next month and it's very exciting and you will definitely want to be a part of that. So the reason I've jumped on today is because I heard a story that pissed me off <laughs> and I went, you know what, this is something that always pisses me off. And I love a good rant. So here it is. Stay tuned. I promise it's not too aggressive. It's about customer service, which we all know something I feel really, really, really strongly about because I believe that it doesn't matter how many Instagram followers you have or how good your online presence is. None of that matters if your existing clients don't love you sick. Your customer service is everything. And when I work with businesses, uh, and no matter what format I work with them, whether it's my group coaching with Mentor Academy and things like that, the first thing that we look at is their customer service and the, the journey each client goes through when they engage with their business. 
and making sure that they are going above and beyond with their customer service. And it's quite often the really, really, really small things that you don't even think about that make the biggest difference. And I've always loved telling the story about when I owned my salon, one of our suppliers would always throw in chubba chups into the orders. So when we opened the stock, there'd be a couple of chubba chups in there. No one ever ate the chubba chups. I didn't even really like chubba chups. We just used to store them up and when kids would come into the salon, we'd give them the chubba chups. But it was just a cool little thing that they did. And when the day came that there was no Chubba Chups in the order, we'd be like, where are the Chubba Chups? And I recently spoke with Pete that owns that business and he said he thought that no one cared about the Chubba Chups. So he stopped putting them in there because he said no one ever said anything about the Chubba Chups and he thought it was the coolest idea ever. And he said he just happened to one day be in a salon, a really, really big popular salon that received an order from him while he was there and it didn't have the chubba chups in it. And he said all the staff came running out like, where the hell are the chubba chups? Like, we love the chubba chups. Every time the orders come, we all fight over who's going to get the chubba chups out of the order. Chubba chups are lollipops, by the way, in case anyone didn't know. So it's tiny little things like that and quite often, yeah, no one says anything but they make such a big difference and I love that sort of thing. So a few years ago I had an experience (laughs) buying and selling a house and something that really pissed me off in that experience was paid a lot of money to our agent, as most people do, but this was, you know, we paid top dollar And not to say that they're not worth it, but I think that when you have a big transaction like that and you buy a home, I would expect there to be some kind of beautiful welcome to your new home gift from the agent. Thank you for working with me. A bottle of champagne. And we did get a gift. So, and I don't want to sound like a bitch or ungrateful, but it was a less than satisfactory gift. There I said it. I think it is so important to value and love your clients. I think you should always be thanking them. I think um, it's relative to what the client spends with you. They might be small transactions. So then, you know, you don't have to be going and buying them a bowl of champagne. It could be just chucking in a couple of chubba chubs. I'm really passionate about this. Having owned a salon for many, many years and I would spend a lot of money on stock with the same suppliers all the time, big, big, big brands, international brands, you know, and sometimes I'd spend $100,000 on stock with a certain brand in a year. So come Christmas time, I would expect a bloody bottle of champagne or something to say, Merry Christmas, thank you. Thank you for your loyal service. And most people do it. I got really shitty one year when one of the suppliers walked in. (laughs) I sound like such a snobby bitch, but it's not about what I get. It's the thought. It's the actual caring. And he walked in with his tea light candle and he was kind of carrying it dangling between his two fingers and I could see him coming in with his bloody tiny little tea light candle. And I thought, please don't give that to me and tell me that's my... Christmas present and sure enough it was I was disgusted it made me angry there wasn't 
Like, if, no, no, there was a card and he hadn't even written in it. And I thought, oh, my God, for 13 years I have been buying from this company, huge, huge, multi, multi-million dollar company, spending huge money. And this is the way you thank me? It annoys me. I don't think it's good enough. So this morning I was chatting with my girlfriend and there is a real property boom happening in Perth in Australia. I think it's probably happening all across Australia, but it's out of, it is out of control. And it's not just happening in property. It's happening for a lot of businesses, which I feel sick saying, given I know there are so many businesses that equally are really heavily impacted by COVID and aren't doing so great. So I, I do feel, you know, it, enormous, enormous amounts of compassion for those. But the reality is there's a lot of businesses that are killing it. And one of the things I wonder is how prepared are they for when things quieten off and they will quieten off. There, It is coming. It's not sustainable, the boom that some businesses have experienced in the past 12 months. It will stop. If we're lucky, it'll just stop. It won't regress and have a massive downturn. But I wonder how prepared everybody is for that to happen. I wonder what businesses are doing to ensure that they are leveraging their current success so that when things do quieten down, they're prepared. And by that, I mean, are you collecting all your clients' information, email addresses, data, so that later on when it's crickets and things are quiet. You're emailing them. You know their birthdays, so you can send them a birthday, whatever. You can continue to nurture the relationships and value the clients. Are you taking your current clients for granted? Are you taking this current economic climate for granted? Are you collecting reviews from your clients at the moment. He's saying, hey guys, please be sure to leave us a review. Please be sure to leave us a review. Are you really valuing and being grateful and thankful for the clients you currently have? Because how you treat them now is going to pay off for you or not pay off depending how you're treating them when things get quiet and it's going to get quiet. I know you probably want to turn me off right now. <laughs> but it's a harsh reality. And I think what is happening, not always, but I'm seeing it happen, is people are fucking busy, right? And they don't have time. We don't have time. We're so busy to be fluffing. And the people are getting away with less than satisfactory service because everyone is desperate to get into that holiday destination or get into that restaurant And, you know, we are short-staffed. In Australia, there is a serious, serious problem with the staff shortages. Australians don't want to have to do certain jobs. They would rather do nothing and get the government money. And that's, again, not for everybody. I know there's a lot of people out there that would love any job and probably are having a hard time finding work. And this message isn't for you. But there are a lot of fucking lazy (laughs) Australians out there that think it's beneath them to take on certain jobs. And that is the truth. So yes, I know a lot of businesses are really, really struggling to get staff, particularly in 
tourism, hospitality. I know the hair and beauty industry are desperate, absolutely desperate for staff. Uh, There's big problems there, I think, with that industry. A lot of people set up businesses from home and I fully understand why and get it. But then what happens is apprentices aren't being hired uh, and the industry gets taken from and not given back to. That creates enormous job shortages. But that, again, is a whole separate issue. My point is I think that there is a lot of less than satisfactory service happening and a lot of people are getting away with it because we are all so desperate to get in to that holiday place or get into that restaurant. We, we will accept subpar right now. But <laughs> there is going to come a time When that busyness will go away, the world one day will open up or people are going to experience a financial shift and all those clients that you have had the privilege of having during these tough times, what are they going to say about you? Are they going to go, wow, I just love that place and had a really good experience And I want to be loyal to that business going forward. They did a great job managing through difficult times. They still valued me as a client. I felt valued. I'm going to support them later on when I can. Or are they going to say that you pulled the piss? (laughs) You took advantage of a situation. You hiked your prices up. You dished up less than average service. So I'm not going to support them when things become more competitive again. And the reason I decided to jump on today and have this rant, first of all, someone recently said to me that their favorite podcast episodes on my podcast, Posse Bitch, are the ones where I speak solo. And I went, oh, well, I hope other people feel the same way because I'm going to take that on board (laughs) and uh, sucked in. You're all going to have to listen to me and my rants more often. But secondly, back to the story, I was talking to my girlfriend this morning and her friend recently bought a home and she had been trying, the settlement day came, couldn't get in touch with the agent, couldn't, for two days, two days after the settlement date, couldn't get in touch to find out when she could get the keys to her new home. No one got back to her. Two days later, some, they said, oh no, the keys were in the meter box the whole time. So she goes to the house, gets the keys out of the motor box, the motorbox you know what I'm saying (laughs) and it turns out the garage door has been left open for the last few days the front fly screen wasn't even locked and there was nothing in the house to say thank you and congratulations on your new home that really pissed me off it made me angry I felt angry rage hence why I decided to whip out my microphone and Go public with this rage. How can you not have something there for that girl? So first home, so excited. There should be a plant, a bowl of champagne, a card that says, welcome to your new home, congratulations. I hope you have a lifetime of happy memories. We thank you so much for your for your business. We thank you for being a easy client. And so that enraged me. I just don't think that is good enough. And this happened to me even years ago when there wasn't a property boom, but it's not good enough. 
it's not good enough. I think there should be a thank you for being a client, congratulations, especially on a big ticket item like your first home. I know a lot of car yards, you buy a new car, it's got a ribbon and flowers there for you. Say fucking thank you. (laughs) Oh my God. It's just my mind boggles over this shit. Like say thank you, be super grateful because guess what? They're going to sell that house one day probably. They might become property tycoons. You don't know. Just say thank you. Every single client that ever comes my way, if somebody even emails me or sends an inquiry, I'm like, thank you for reaching out and having the opportunity to talk to you. Your clients are everything and without them, your business is nothing. You are nothing. (laughs) That's extreme, isn't it? Um, My point is value fucking clients. It's really not that hard. It really isn't. I know with our building company that I had with my husband, every time a home was completed, there's a beautiful gift for the client. You know, a flowers, beautiful bottle of champagne, some lovely new expensive champagne glasses, a card that says thank you so much for allowing us this opportunity to be part of such a significant project in your life and your family home. It's a no-brainer. That's what you do. So that's my rant. If you're not doing it, please start doing it. Real estate agents, don't be fucking lazy. You're killing the pig right now. Most of you (laughs) do the right thing and be grateful for the people that are buying your new cars for you. I'm really glad I got that off my chest. And if you would like to listen or be involved in any more of my rants, come and join me on my Facebook group, Bossy Bitch, or shoot me an email at hello at elsamitchell.com.au. And if you want to know the person who suggested that I should be going solo on my episodes more often, shoot me an email and I'll let you know so you can track her down and tell her to shut her mouth. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast. I am Elsa Mitchell and you can find me at elsamitchell.com.au or if you'd like to meet my friends, please head on over to Facebook and I invite you to join our free group, Bossy Bitch. Bossy Bitch.